Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to another Sobertown podcast. My name is Polly. Today, I am going to do a catch up with a beautiful, brave Kim. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Polly. Before we get into our little catch up and chat, I will tell anybody listening. Um, big shout out to I Am Sober app, IAS, where we all met um, and where these brave people share their stories and their struggles. It's a wonderful app to help uh, form communities, etc., in sobriety. And also everybody who works on this podcast and the website, etc., all the content is voluntary and it's all by people who have met on the I Am Sober app. So if you want to help and resources, please go to SobertownPodcast.com website. You will find so much on there and you will also find these podcasts across many platforms, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for Sobertown and you will find us. We are there. We have a lot of resources, a lot of information and a lot of help. So please, 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 SobertownPodcast.com for uh to help you build a toolbox. So we will get to Kim, who is a very, very busy mom. Um, She's got a little girl at home who's not very well with her ear. So we will try and keep this short and sweet for her because we all know when children are not well, they want mom. And there's a couple of puppies running around as well. So (laughs) it's a busy house. It's a crazy house. It's a crazy chaotic house. (laughs) But it's, it's good. And the fact that... You are smiling, happy, and able to deal with a crazy house with a clear head. How does that feel this year? Um, it's much more manageable. And I just feel like the relationship with my children is just blossomed. It's just come on loads. And I don't think I realised at the time when I was drinking how detrimental all the, the drinking and the hangovers and well not that I got major hangovers because it was just a continual top up of intoxication really but looking back it was it was a big big struggle so cutting out alcohols really helped um with family life definitely the children you're there for your kids now <clears throat> yeah yeah them. definitely Excuse my croak, people. It's pretty early here in, in Texas where I am. So I'm about to take a slip of another cup of tea because I've only had one and I need my caffeine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, and did you have, when you did your story, which was unbelievable, actually, um, a real, a real gut-wrenching story, did you have any did you have any after effects from telling it all in one when you tell the whole um, yeah sorry I think, I think immediately afterwards I wasn't expecting it to be such an immediate reaction I was just utterly exhausted mind and body I just was just wanted to sleep I think I was in bed eight o'clock that night um and then after that, it was it was all right. It was and I had it in my head, you know, I've done it. I've, I've told my story and it was 
comfortable feeling actually. I didn't feel apprehensive about it. Um, you know, once I knew people had started to listen to it, I I did I did kind of feel a bit oh God, people know now and but then that was more the comfort feeling rather than I wish I hadn't done it. I'm so glad that I did do it. It was a really, really good experience. Um and the feedback I've had from people has been has been positive and it's it's provoked a, a quite a big conversation with my sister because she's listened to it still now. Um and there was a few things in there that she didn't know and it got us talking about, you know, our childhood and how that's massively affected the way we respond to things and our coping mechanisms and just kind of like a lot of work that has to be put in now so that you know history doesn't repeat itself me being a mother and it's it's really really made me dig deep and I've listened back to it myself and a lot of things have become clearer to me which has been a massive help you know in in my recovery and my relationship with my sister I think um, I think the exhaustion part is because when we make our little post in I am so, but we tell little pieces of our story. Mm-hmm. And when we come on and we do these podcasts, we tell the whole, well, not exactly the whole thing, as much as we can in one session. And it's almost like, in a way, it's a little like a therapy session, but we're not therapists, we're just people listening. Yeah. And it actually, you make yourself vulnerable, but you make yourself vulnerable to be stronger. Do you feel stronger? Yeah, I do feel stronger. And I think I was really nervous to listen back to it. But I think it's really important for people who do the podcast and share this to listen back. Because I think they will get a lot out of it. Because I've been in therapy sessions before. Uh, before I had children, um, kind of when I was having my break. And for all, you know, it, it did help. I was still drinking, but you can't listen back to what you've said and sort of dissect it in a way that could this time. So it was, yeah, I'm just, I am really glad that I did it. Good, so I, good. It took ages to listen back to it, though. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did eventually. But like you said, it, it had a positivity about it because people came to you and they, they gave you positive feedback. And when you got that positive feedback, how did that make you feel about actually telling your story? Did you feel like you were giving back and helping the next person still struggling, which is what we aim oh, to Oh, yeah. Be? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I know there will be other people out there who have gone through similar experiences. And knowing that somebody else can listen to that and, you know, maybe get some strength from, from hearing from hearing my story. And it's, well, same goes for me, listening to everybody's stories. We've also shared, I've got a lot from that. And that's nice to know that, you know, somebody's given back to me and, you know, by I think it's the feeling of not being alone in this is yeah. the biggest because 
when we drink, we do isolate ourselves because we sit and we don't want to let people know we're drinking. It's, it's a big secret. It's not a secret. It's not as much of a secret as we think it is. Really. <laughs> no. full, it's one of these illusions of, of drinking, isn't it? We think nobody knows, but gosh, drinks people mm-hmm. know. Um, we're just fooling ourselves, aren't we? So um, if you got, what have you done that has given you such a wow since you've stopped drinking? What has totally amazed you? about yourself, about your life, whatever? Um, Definitely my energy levels. My energy levels have been amazing. Um, And my motivation has has been much better. Um, My depression and anxiety has gone down. Um, I only seem to be having those little episodes PMT wise now. Yeah. So. <laughs> the female yeah. thing. The female uh, yeah. thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and as well, I I'm actually not boring. <laughs> I'm not boring <laughs> when I don't drink. Because I thought I would just be boring and, and wouldn't be able to do things. But in actual fact, I've been able to do so much more. Um, a because I've had the energy and B because I've had the the money to do it and um you know things like I've I bought my own paddleboard now so I've been taking the kids paddleboarding and I can go with some friends and it's um that you know they've loved it and I would never have I would never have done that when I was drinking so you got it a life wouldn't have happened I've got a life yeah it's when you're in that pit of alcohol and addiction, you can't kind of see past the end of your nose. It's just you're engulfed in this like swamp. And it, it does, you know, after you stop, it does take a while to kind of see past, you know, the, the, the cravings and the, oh, maybe I could drink again. And But once you, can't, you get into the swing of you know, sober life, it it does it really brightens up and it it's yeah and people's reaction um when I've told them I've stopped drinking they've all been positive like not one person has been like oh like rubbish and have a drink and so that's been nice more positive feedback Mm -hmm, yeah Mm -hmm, yeah I'm Uh, taking control of my life I'm not allowing that to control it and I'll be in the driving seat and I'll I'll do what's what's right and it's given me more confidence to to tackle things that I've maybe not done in the past. So you're setting boundaries. Um, are you getting more comfortable at setting boundaries? Yeah, I am. I'm getting more comfortable and more confident with my own sort of abilities to set boundaries and to follow them through because. You know, in the past, people may have just thought, oh, you know, I can get away with that. I can do this. Kim's a pushover. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not letting people take advantage and think they can get away with behaving in a, in a way that I don't feel is appropriate, really. Um, and I will, I will speak up now and I'll say, you know, I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not taking it. 
And I think some people have been quite taken aback <laughs> by them newfound confidence and assertion. So that's another thing that makes me feel good because, uh, you know, I, I'm standing up for myself, which is that's something good. I'm, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, because um, I think we, we, because we don't people want people to know what we're doing when we are drinking and that, we tend to, uh, okay, yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Overcomplicating things because you think you know what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. it's not okay and I'm sorry it's not okay and I know you thought it was okay in the past but unfortunately no I'm not willing right. and it feels good to actually be yourself who you are supposed to be I am not pretending to be somebody else anymore I'm not pretending to be somebody for the benefit of somebody else so that they like me if they don't like me you know i whatever I'm not I'm not bothered anymore it's um I'm me like it or lump it uh, <laughs> we love you we love you you're all right we love you and um like you say people either like you or they don't but that's not on you that's on them yeah and I think that's a huge realization that a lot of these things are not on us it's it's on the other person but we didn't realize that when we were drinking no, no, we didn't. No, it's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's good. And how many times a day are you smiling now? Oh, lots of times a day. You're getting your wrinkles, are you? Yeah. <laughs> when you get to my age, it's a good job the light's a little diffused here and you can't see the wrinkles. So. <laughs> But I, I had a conversation that, well, I, I have, was messaging with someone this morning and I said, and I've said it before, I go around in the daytime with a stupid, goofy grin on my mm-hmm. face. And it's, uh, it's crazy. It really, really is crazy. And it, I'm grinning for no reason other than I'm just so freaking happy. Yeah. Isn't it like it's something that we thought brought us happiness? and brought us comfort and joy and how it really insidiously kind of brings you down and you don't notice it happening until you step back out of the addiction and you can look back and see how miserable and just in a rut that you were. So And, yeah, and you think, Jesus, why did I do that? Mm, I know, I know. Why did we do that? I keep having visions of myself when I would sneak in the wardrobe and have my bottle of spirit and race upstairs and, you know, go and have another gulp and then come back down. I'd be having my usual glass of wine or Prosecco with my husband or, you know, even on holiday, I would keep a stash of vodka up in the room and I'd be running upstairs to go. I just think, how on earth? I just can't imagine being like that again or I just it terrifies me to to think that one little drink would give make me would mean me going back to that because that's what would happen yeah the fear of ever drinking again Mm -hmm. because it is a true genuine fear and 
we got puppy dogs. <laughs> it's like I said at the start, Jim is a busy young mom with a daughter who's got earache and two puppies running around the house. This is real life. This is, this is the good stuff. This is the stuff we can cope with. I know, and I'm enjoying it. Whereas <laughs> dressed and, you know, shouting and roaring at the kids to behave. <laughs> sometimes shout don't we all but yes I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm really sort of concentrating on my parenting skills now and it's it's I've downloaded this um it's a positive parenting um like app and uh you get sort of lessons and workbooks and things because I'm just I just I want my kids to look back on their childhood and in a different way to the way I look back on mine. And I'm not saying that everything was awful in my childhood, but I just I just want them to have a, a, a yeah, different to mine, I suppose. I think one thing I said is um, each generation wants to do it di- when, they, when they become an adult and they have children. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it different to way that, the way my mom and dad did it for me. And that's the, that's the nature of each generation. Because yeah. I did the same. I mean, mine are all grown up now. <clears throat> and I look at my son parenting his because two of my sons got no children and one has. And his parenting is different to mine. Mm. And I think it's a generational thing, isn't it's it? Evolution of parenting, isn't it? Yes, that's it. And so much more information. I mean, when I had babies, there was the local clinic you went to to get the baby weighed and that was where you got your information and your little booklets and that's as much as you got the rest of it you were on your own kid <laughs> absolutely but even like with like mm-hmm. my mom it's the way that she was brought up as to how that she how she parented and my dad and how they parented us and I think there's a, there is a lot more information out there and there's certain psychological things and the way the words you use and and the way that you portray things that weren't you know so much known back then but we know a lot now and shame is a big thing that's kind of um that I've been looking into quite a lot and it is it's all to do with language and tone of voice and it yeah I'm really speaking because I, I've felt I felt some characteristics of my mum sometimes coming through in me. And I'm, you know, yeah. So The I, old yeah. expression, you hear some of the expressions that your mum used to say to you. And you say, you're think, hang on, I'm channeling my mother here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is a, that become, working to become a good mum for your children mm-hmm. and working to become, not just a mom, working to become a good parent. Mm, yeah. This, for young, and hopefully there's a lot of younger people listening to this with young families that can relate to wanting to be the best for their children so that their children do look back and say, my mom and dad were, were a good mom and dad. I've got a good foundation. Yeah. I mean, we're not all perfect. We're going to no. get wrong and you can't you know we can't strive for, for perfection because there's no such thing um but you know as long as you know you did the best you know that you that you could and that's that's the main thing isn't it yeah and 
Um, are you noticing a different relationship? Are you noticing your children's moods have changed as you have changed in sobriety? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're more receptive to me. Um, and I can go about, you know, asking them to do things or encouraging them to do things in a more positive way. And so, yeah, their responses to me is definitely more positive. Um, so it's just, it's just helping all around. It's just, I love my sober life. I absolutely love it. And I've made new friends that I've, I had not anticipated that that would happen at all. Um, I've, you know, I've met up with Joe Eleven twice now. I know, uh, yesterday was yeah. it? Yeah. We met yesterday again as yeah. well. And we actually got a photo this time because I think Drifter was yes. very up to get a photo together. We got a photo, <laughs> so we will get a photo. We will see it. And I think making these sober connections um, is good for us. I mean, I know we're all virtual. Um, I hope to get over there at some point later this year and hopefully get to meet people you know I'm oh gosh this is I, I just so want to do it and um it I know we're all virtual friends but the friendships that have been built mm. through the I am sober app have been so meaningful because it's a community that understands when you're having a bad day yeah it's a community that celebrates with you when you've come through a challenge, an emotional challenge. That is the best part about a sober community because it's, it's people that understand. Yeah, and people, that, you know, they understand how hard it is because when I've told people in the past that I've, um, you know, I've stopped drinking, they haven't got a clue about all the work that goes on in your head and behind the scenes of how, you know, it is it is hard work to get to get where to get to a place in sobriety where you're comfortable, and you know you, you can't do it with willpower. It has to be a mindset change, and I said that the last time. And for people, to, you know, to you for you to be in contact with people who understand that is is a real it's a real boost, and it. Yeah, it just, it's... Maximum support, maximum support. And it, it is a huge community and you can go in at any time and on any milestone and you can get some sort of feedback. And from that, we've actually made some beautiful connections away from the app with a lot of, <clears throat> we've formed groups. Um, I like to say that when if you go into the early days and tell people on the app, we, we give feedback to people who are just coming into sobriety and we give them feedback and positive feedback and we give them some of the tools that have helped us because that's one place we find the tools that help us in sobriety. People share audiobooks, people yeah. share what they found and this is the best part about a community that understands us. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, it was it was through I Am Sober yeah. that I found out about Annie Grace and um, Kat, what's it, Catherine? Catherine Gray. Catherine, Catherine Gray. Gray. 
Yeah, and another one I found really helpful was the easy way. Um, oh, what's the Edith? The easy way to stop drinking and the easy way to stop smoking. Alan Carr, that was it. Yes. Um, I really liked that approach because it was all about mindset that you really focused on, if I remember correctly, because I've listened to that many. But it's great having the audio book and the podcast because you can just pop your earphones in and potter about the house and get things that you need to get done. And you see, I get I get distracted really easily. I'm terrible. So having the having something on in my ears and getting on to do things really helps with my um, you know, executive function with with not being distracted. So mm-hmm. that yeah. Keeps you keeps you positive. It does. You've got <laughs> such a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me you have a birthday coming up also don't you oh gosh I do yes I do you got plans have you got plans for your birthday um well actually this kids break up from school on my birthday so we are going up to Glasgow um actually and we're going up to my grandma's (laughs) flat uh, my grandma passed away oh, about nine years ago now, mm-hmm. but we've her her flat on, and it gets rented out. But we've we've managed to get the for five days in the October holidays, so we're all going up with my mum as well. So my niece, always, my niece yeah. lives in Cumbernauld. Oh, really? Yes, oh. yes, she lives in Cumbernauld. She's actually from Texas, and she went over to. Um, to the University of uh, the Royal College of Music in Glasgow and she never came back and she got married and she said I'm not coming back to Texas I love Scotland so she's yeah Scotland is yeah so but yeah so you're going to go up to your grandma's flat and you're gonna we are yes we are um and my mum's gonna come up as well uh so that'll that'll be nice that'll be lovely because we haven't been up since covid um but it, it you know I, I do i love going up back up to my grandma's flat lots of you know nice memories from up there um so that that'll be nice the dogs won't be coming though they'll have to stay they'll have to stay here doing, yeah and it's good to remember the good times and once you get out of the alcohol pit the happy times start coming back and those are the things that give you the good memories. You can you can start putting the bad ones behind you because we can't change it. No, this is it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's accepting that we cannot. Yeah, cannot change it. You just have to process it and turn it into a positive, I suppose. That's I mean, some things you think, how on earth can I turn that into a positive? But Maybe you can't at first, but through time and talking about things and being comfortable with it, um, you can you can then maybe start to try and it's all life lessons, isn't it? Really, it's it's life lessons and a life lesson learned you can then pass on to somebody else and and it's yeah. Excuse me, the cat got in the way a minute there. <laughs> Excuse me, folks. My cat put his butt in the middle of my Zoom. <laughs> Kids and animals. What do they say? Never work with children mm-hmm. and animals. You can't predict it. <laughs> How about the relationship with your mom since you got sober? Oh, you know what? I never, ever in a million years thought that we could have 
it's such a positive, good relationship that we do now. Um, our relationship growing up um, was very fiery and we just, we didn't get on. We didn't get off. Um, I don't know whether I blamed her, you know, subconsciously for, for you know, her and her and dad splitting up. I, d- I don't know, but we, um, yeah, we, we used to fight and argue all the time. We couldn't speak to each other. I, I preferred it when she was away at work because, you know, I just had the house to myself and I didn't have to answer to anybody. Um, but it did, it changed when I had children. It got a bit better, but it still wasn't there. Um, and it was, it's only since I stopped drinking really and I've been honest and I've talked to her about my drinking. And I think she's you know, appreciated the the honesty and the openness and willing to to share things with her so I just I'm so happy I'm so pleased that we've now got a, a solid good relationship it's all you ever really want with your mum and your parents isn't it you know to have that that good relationship and now I can say yeah yeah we do we do we get it. on well so there's so many positives isn't there that come from fighting to get sober I mean we keep trying and trying and trying. We stand back up day after day after day. Then all of a sudden, boom, Mm. that's it. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm finished. I mean, the times you get up, you look in the mirror and you say, that's it. I'm not doing this again today. I know it just gets, it just gets to a point. I think when, and the same thing happened with the drugs, it just, it got to a point. I thought I cannot continue to you know, allow this these substances to abuse me the way I've been doing. Um, and you, you, it's, yeah, it's either get rid of it all or face the consequences of a con- life of addiction. And mm-hmm. it's, I just, I, I couldn't do that to myself. I couldn't do that to my kids and my husband and the rest of my family. Um you know, primarily I have done this for me and, you know, everything else sort of falls in line and falls into place around you and it has a positive effect on on the rest of, of the people in your life. It's, it's, it's a huge, it's, I did a post, hmm, I think it was either earlier this year or late last year, where I watched, um, I go to the lake, many people know I go to the lake walking, I love my lake. And I watched a fish jump and it created a little ripple. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think of what happens in sobriety. Mm-hmm. It starts as this little tiny thing and then it just expands into this huge <laughs> happy. And rightness, yeah. there is so much of a rightness about this sober life. Mm-hmm. And I, I had an affirmation come through today and it said, I will no longer let my mind abuse my body. And I thought, yeah, because addiction is all in your head. Mm-hmm. It's where the work happens. Um, and it's all a mind game we play with ourselves, isn't it? Um, yeah. When you get rid of the mind game, oh, my God, it's such, such a sense of freedom. I know. Life, life is sweet. <laughs> life is <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, crikey, Nick. I'm making, yeah, you have bad days and good days, but the, like we've said before, the bad days are so much more manageable and it's, yeah. It's it's, normal life. It's normal life, it is. And it's not masking it anymore. And because when you mask things, it just makes it 10 times worse. Harder. Harder to deal with, yeah. More effort to deal with it. Um, Or maybe you just don't deal with it at all and it just... I think that's true. You say masking and it's what we did, didn't we? We didn't, by doing that, we didn't have to deal with the issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I'm glad we did this catch up. I know you got busy with the, with the little girl with a bad ear and you got two dogs you had to shut out the room. We were probably going no, nuts. Some... Poor dogs didn't get their walk after the gym this morning because it was absolutely bucketing down. It was so, it was just, it was crazy. But it's mm-hmm. lovely blue eyes. So, yeah, they'll be getting a, a walk after we finish this. And um, because they, they won't go out in the rain. <laughs> yeah, they poke their nose out the door and they see yeah. that rain. And then they look at you and say, you have to be kidding me. If um, you won't go out in it, why are you expecting me to? <laughs> I, I think once Yogi's fully grown, I'll have to get him one of those little jackets, little waterproof jackets. We were talking actually, and I have, I go out in the dark and I've got a, a light on my cap um, so that I can see where I'm going. And uh, I said, you can get them for dogs. So it's when oh. you, you can, yeah, you can get these little lights for their harnesses. You can get oh. like a, a harness that goes, and you can get colored lights. Um, oh. So you can, or a, you can get one of the leads, leashes with, with lights on it. So you can see the dog in the dark so it's uh, they're pretty neat actually um because i've been down on the trail and there's been people running with their dogs um and they've got the harness the little light on the dog yeah so yeah yeah they they have the belt on and they they have the dog hooked on the belt and everybody's running along it's it's pretty neat and the stuff you you notice as well it's almost like your eyes have been opened and you notice so much yeah technicolor (laughs) <laughs> everything's in technicolor when you get sober the gray is gone remember I, I think you used to talk about well you talked about that for a while now and somebody else used to say see things so and I, I couldn't quite grasp it because I wasn't there yet but now I understand what you mean that it yeah it is technicolor and the detail that you know things and the appreciation when you you're going out for a walk and you know you can hear the leaves rustling or you might spot a rabbit and it's just you you get a lot more joy from these little things it's the simple things that make us happy isn't it and it's weird because we never noticed them before I mean it's like when I um, I had a conversation actually and I it it wasn't anything I thought of and uh, when you go out in the dark I I hadn't thought of it I your senses are more in tune when you go out in the dark because you can't see so you're listening so much more and you can hear insects birds frogs whatever but when you go out in the daylight you just look in you're not really listening mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's strange how your senses do work but I'll let you go and I wish you a very happy birthday and a very happy family holiday for your birthday oh. sober birthday is going to be yeah going to be the first sober birthday since I was well 
since. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're looking forward to oh, it. Yeah. I am. I am. I can't wait for this milestone. And then the next milestone, well, the sober Christmas. Like, yay. You're gonna go, you're gonna have so much fun on Christmas Eve, getting everything ready for the kids. And then Christmas morning is just gonna be boom. It's gonna be awesome. It will, and I won't reading them coming in too early because I'll be you'll be on tender hooks thinking, are they awake yet? Are they coming in yet? Are they not woke up yet? Santa's been (laughs) nip their toes to make them wake up. Come on. I remember many, many years ago, um, we were awake, my husband and I lying in bed thinking, well, where's the kids? You know, we, we were more excited. And then in the, he- in the end, he stuck his head outside the bedroom door and he went, ho, ho, ho. And all of a sudden, oh. the kids jumped up, Santa's been, Santa's been. And then oh. full on, all the wrapping paper, dogs, you know, your dogs will go crazy. It'll be so much fun. It will be. And another thing. Um, our tooth fairy in the house now is a lot more oh, alive. Is she? She comes yeah. on a regular basis, does she? She, she doesn't forget. Yeah. Ah, she, she's improved no her memory. Has, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No more yeah. disappointing children in the morning when the tooth fairy hasn't been. <laughs> so, with the tooth fairy remembering her job. Mm-hmm. With a big smile, with a birthday coming up and a joyful Christmas on the way. Thank you, darling, for coming and sitting with me this morning. Thank you very much for having me. I love you. I love that you came into our group and we all connected. Um, Kim is in one of our ladies' groups. Um, yeah, I know. I'm, don't do that to me because I'll start. <laughs> we we have our ladies' groups and we support each other and we pull each other along because uh, this is important to us. This is our life because the alternative is unthinkable. You're going to be a, you're going to be a beautiful mom. You're a very you. gorgeous tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> we are having a little uh, tearful moment, so I'll let her get back. See to her little girl. Take the dogs out. I love you, darling, and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> thank you for coming and joining me. All right. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. All right. And I'll see you when I am sober, and I'll read you in the groups. And yeah. then hopefully I'll see you when I get over later this year. That and would we'll be amazing. We'll have a big hug. Yes. <laughs> Me, me, you, and whoever comes along will have a big hug fest. So, yeah. yes, I'll talk I'll to be... you later, sweetheart. <laughs> yes, I'll speak to you. Thank Bye. you, sweetie. Bye. Bye. Bye.